am and Jdia, and we are here for our science shit this week. And you know what? I'm sorry, it is very late, but let me tell you something. Your boy, he's currently employed, and I got sick, very sick. So all of those things combined make me really rethink my whole entire life. But thank God Memorial Day is coming up, so I'll try to catch up and you know try to be a responsible adult. Because let me tell you, this nine to five doesn't fuck around and I gotta be up and be sleeping at certain times and I can't be staying up to two in the morning in this episode. So I apologize, but like I said, when will I ever change? So this episode is about James fucking Webb. Now I made an episode about James Webb quite a while ago. I'm pretty sure it was in 2020. I don't really remember, and I'm not trying to dig through all of our episodes to find the date exactly. But, um, oh yeah, okay, because, okay, James Webb was 2021, my bad. James Webb launched in 2021, December 25th, 2021. So that's when I had the episode. Okay, two years ago. And not much was like known about what the telescope was going to discover. But ever since then, we've gotten a lot of good information. Some I will be sharing today. I will say there is a lot of like specific science stuff that they learned that I can't really like explain. Um, one, because I'm dumb, but also because I don't want this episode to be 6 billion hours and boring. So I kind of just took out the big parts of what they discovered. And in this episode, I will be talking about like a little recap of James Webb, what it took pictures of, what it discovered about exoplanets, what it discovered about solar systems outside of our own, more detailed pictures of things we love, well, things I loved as a child, and then... I'm going to talk about the controversial topic that has been going on with James Webb, which is that it disproves the Big Bang Theory. So, good things and bad things happened with James Webb. So, the good things are obviously all the amazing scientific things that happened, but a little accident happened where one of the mirrors, specifically C3, the C3 mirror was hit and broken. Um, Now, James Webb is very far too far to actually get repaired so if y'all know hubble the space telescope you made all those pre-pictures all that stuff hubble kind of broke a couple times hubble was dude she was a messy bottom because she has been fixed and upgraded up to five times but that's kind of easy because hubble's only about 342 miles away from earth and that was kind of easy because hubble is only about 342 miles away from earth but James is a lot farther. Um, 342 sounds like a lot, right? Well, let me tell you something. James Webb is about a million miles away. So it's actually like virtually impossible to fix it. But, you know, I did see like one like little um, YouTube thing that was like saying like, well, if we do go to Mars and they could stop by James Webb, which is true. But I'm I'm not holding my breath for Mars, all right? I'll tell you that right now. But this was expected. So, I mean, like, obviously, when they sent this, this telescope out there, they obviously knew that things were going to go bad. So it's like, okay, whatever. So they kind of did things to the telescope to make up for it. So just having one broken mirror doesn't change anything at all. It's just kind of, like, sucks. You know what I mean? Like, instead of, like, 100%, it's, like, at, you know, 999 
which is still good, but also like mm, we could have a hundred. How powerful is the telescope? Well, nobody asked, but James Webb could see a basketball from about 340 miles away. So the distance Hubble is from us, that's how far it could see a fucking basketball, bitch. Like, that's crazy. Um, one of the things about James Webb that a lot of people, it's hard for people to understand because Hubble gave us such beautiful pictures. Um, James Webb sees an infrared light, not visible light. So J- Hubble was able to see things a little bit different than Hubble. But also keep in mind that a lot of the Hubble images were changed to like enhance certain things. So don't think that a lot of the pictures that you see are like exact like dupes of what the actual telescope found. If you want to find those, you should Google like actual raw Hubble photos and you will see like, oh damn, this bitch is fucking messy. So we're happy that, you know, NASA has scientists that have science scientists artists that can like help um make these things beautiful so you guys can see them. But James Webb doesn't even see in that type of color. So a lot of the science and the things that James Webb does is done through seeing things that aren't there. Um so to explain that I saw um, a video from my favorite YouTuber, Astrum, Astrum Science. You guys should look up Astrum. Um, I did a feature on him. He's amazing. Little British boy. He called it seeing through not seeing, which is my favorite way, was now my favorite way of describing the way James Webb works because when James Webb takes pictures of these exoplanets, you know, these planets that are outside of the solar system. People think that they're actually taking picture of like how we take pictures of like Jupiter and Saturn, you know what I mean? Like that's how they think that these pictures are happening, but James Webb doesn't do that. That's not the type of camera that it is, nor is it a fucking iPhone camera, you know? Like 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 James Webb when it talks about discovering oxygen on a foreign planet or oh there's water on this planet. That's because these planets orbit suns and when they pass by their suns, they dim the sun a little bit. Um, and when that happens, the telescope is able to read kind of the atmosphere because when the sun dims a little bit, think of it as like putting like a colored paper over a light. The light does dim a little bit, but the color changes. And when that color change happens, James Webb is James Webb is able to read that color change and determine what type of things are inside of it. Because if you think about neon lights, like if you go to a bar or a club and stuff, you know, if you're seeing colors that are like orange, like an orangey yellow, that's the element neon. Like when you see these neon colors, there's a gas in there and those gases are elements. So you have neon, oxygen, helium, hydrogen, bitch. Like these are all gases that you have that are heated. And when they're heated, they create a color. So when the light is shining through the planet, think of it as a neon light, and it's telling James Webb, this is the type of gas that is in here, which can tell you the type of element that it is. So that's kind of what it means by seeing through not seeing, because the dimming of that star allows us to see a lot more than if the star was completely naked. But same with the star. The star is shining a certain color, and that color is read by James Webb and determines what type of star it is so i will get more into that in a little bit so i'm gonna go take some advil because my head fucking hurts and then we're gonna talk about the fucking shit that i said earlier 
So Hubble did take pictures of some of our planets. They were okay, they were cute, but they weren't great. Now let me tell you, James Webb's pictures of some of our planets looked amazing, especially Jupiter, my all-time favorite planet. I'm not going to deny that at all. It took one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen of Jupiter. It took pictures of its rings. It took pictures of the fucking little moons that it has. It took pictures of all the bands. It even took pictures of the auroras in the fucking planet, bro. It looked crazy it looked so beautiful so high res it was just oh oh my god dude i literally came in my pants it was insane um and they also found this really cool asteroid that has its own like fucking saturn rings bitch it's so cool because they didn't think that this could happen to an object so small and okay when i say saturn i don't mean like the amount of rings that saturn has i'm pretty sure that the rings that this little asteroid had were not that big i think they only measured them like a couple a couple like kilometers and stuff but i'm not british i don't really know any of the metric system but i think a couple kilometers is not a lot um but it's cool because they didn't think that that could happen and it found a really cool exoplanet that in all of my research aka youtube watching the thing that came up the most was this fucking wasp 94b or fucking i don't remember bitch because they have they have these weird ass names but this uh, this alien planet where they found carbon dioxide it's a Saturn-sized planet that is orbiting so close to its parent star, it's ripping it apart. I don't know how close, I don't know if it's Mercury close, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty close to that. So imagine Jupiter being that close to a star. Also, fun fact, I don't know if I ever said this before, but it's actually really common to find hot Jupiters. Um, that's what they call those type of like big hot planets that orbit really close to their star. They call them hot Jupiters. There's actually a lot of them. And it's really weird that our solar system has our gas giants towards the back, which that's super interesting. Um, I can't really get into it because I really don't know much about it, but I think that is super cool and a very fun fact that I like to carry around in my back pocket. Anyway, this fucking hot Jupiter, I mean, this hot Saturn was just actually discovered in 2011. Um, it was seen by Hubble. It was seen by uh, Spitzer and she's hot as fuck. Um, the hot Saturn is about 16,000 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, 1600 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty hot. Um, you know, Hubble and Spitzer could tell what type of like elements were in the hot Saturn, but James Webb just does it to in even more finer details. So Hubble and Spitzer could probably be like, uh, there's like water and like maybe some like carbon dioxide by root. I don't know, but like, yes, but also like, I don't know. And James Webb is like, no bitch, like there's, there's fucking oxygen. There's fucking water. There's ice. There's carbon dioxide. There's a little bit of nitrogen. There's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. That is how detailed this telescope is. And it just shocked people. Not shocked as in like, oh my God, we weren't going to think we we're going to find this. Obviously they thought that this was going to happen. But while I was like watching all those videos, I was thinking like, damn bitch, like I've been waiting for this telescope since 2011. And just now in 2023 is when it's like giving us all this really in insane information. Um, but James Webb can give us um, that extensive list of what makes up that weird planet. Um, it can tell us the atoms, molecules, along with the active chemistry happening in the clouds 
Active chemistry just means like chemical reactions happening. So a chemical reaction can be us breathing in oxygen and exhaling carbon dioxide. That is a chemical reaction that's happening in our body. But a lot of these things are really important because we're trying to find life, bitch. Like that's the whole point of us fucking looking for this, looking for that, is that we're trying to find life existing on these planets. And the cool thing about CO2 is that it is created naturally, but it's also created by humans. So if we were to find CO2, it's not necessarily like, oh my God, there's life there, but it is a really high possibility that there could be life there. Or there could have been life there. I mean, look at fucking Mars. Mars is, I think, what, 98% CO2? And bitch, there was a whole lush oceans on fucking Mars. So, you know, the possibility is endless. Another cool thing that they found, a cool little picture that they found is a, is a little like solar system way outside and fucking far away that looked like tree rings. Um, the cool thing is that the detail that James Webb can do. So back in the old timey days when they took a picture of this, they only showed that like, it was like two rings. It was a very like, like, like pixelated, not cute picture. But when James Webb took a picture of it in detail, it showed all the 30 rings that it created. The rings are caused by two stars that orbit each other. So one of the stars orbits like pretty close, right? It orbits like a very tight circle, while the other star orbits a wider circle, kind of like Mercury and Pluto. You know, Pluto's really far away, Mercury's close, but they both or orbit the sun. Think of it like that except the sun is both of them. <laughs> the sun is both of them and they're orbiting each other. So when this when this um, Pluto star gets close to the Mercury star, star, it's going to rip off parts of the atmosphere of the star. So the star is made up of gas, so it's just going to rip off things of gas. While it's ripping off this gas, that's what you're seeing as a, as a ring. You're seeing that gas kind of being stretched and thrown. The Pluto star then goes away. It's not close to Mercury anymore, so it went very far. So then it keeps a gap. And then when it gets close to a little Mercury star, it's going to rip again, creating those ripples or rings. So they kind of compare it to a tree, like if you know about tree rings, or my palm trees are grass, not trees. That was a really good episode. You guys should listen to that. Um, I talk about what makes a tree a tree, and when a tree is growing, it has phases of when it's growing and not growing. So when you cut a tree in half, that's how you get the tree rings. And if you've been told in school that you can use the rings to count how old a tree is, that's the same with the star, because when the stars orbit each other, think of that as a year. So every little ripple kind of signifies a year age of the little solar system that is there. So yeah, the resolution of James Webb is absolutely spectacular. Um, one of the other pictures, high def res pictures that um, it took, it took a pictures of many galaxies, you guys, I'm telling you, a crab nebula, like fucking these like orbiting triplets of like galaxies you can see straight through them you're also able to see through just massive amounts of galaxies they look like human eyeballs like if you ever looked at an eyeball like the like the color the iris if you've ever seen like you know videos of of it up close and how rippled and beautiful it looks that's exactly how it looked it looks so cool and one of those pictures that it was able to do that was so one of hubble's very famous pictures called the pillars of creation I'm not sure how many people know about these pictures. I think you you should because they're very popular, but it was actually my first screensaver. 
when I got my computer, I remember vividly like putting that as my background and little to my fucking knowledge, bitch, it's just a little section out of an even more ginormous nebula called the Eagle Nebula. It is so huge, you guys. It's five light years long. Keep in mind, our closest sister star, Alpha Centauri, is four light years away. <laughs> like, it's it's really big. And just to, and then to, to know that it's only a small section of an even bigger structure is mind-boggling. But while the Hubble's pictures were amazing and spectacular, it was only in invisible light. So visible light has its drawbacks because you can't see through the clouds. And these pillars of creation are actually called a stellar nursery. And this is where stars are being born and formed. Stars only form around a lot of condensed gas. So the only way this is able to happen is if this gas is just a very, very compact. And that doesn't allow any light to shine through. There could be a kajillion stars inside of that little pillar, but the gas is so thick that it just will not penetrate. The light will not penetrate through the gas. But infrared can penetrate through the gas. So that's a really cool thing about infrared is I was able to see through the stellar nursery and it just showed so many stars. It looked so beautiful and the images were crisp, baby. Like you could see like lava cracks in the pillars because you saw these baby stars kicking and screaming their way out. You know, little stars when they're, I mean, not little stars, but baby stars, like when they're forming, when they're you know, becoming the fucking giants that they are, they have hypersonic jets, meaning these these little, like, fucking fire hoses of just fast, hot, sexy gas. And that creates these bright lava-colored light that literally breaks through the glass because that radiation is literally blowing through the gas, which is, oh, my God, like, bitch. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I am hard. So the last thing I wanted to talk about, because I want this episode to be very short because I do have a headache and I do want to finish it. But the biggest thing that James Webb has done that has really like fucked with people's head that it disproved the Big Bang Theory. So when James Webb first launched in 2021, within four days, we had discovered two new galaxies that we've never seen before. Now, the reason why these galaxies are so cool is because these galaxies were the farthest that we have ever seen any galaxy ever before in the history of ever, forever, ever before, ever, ever, ever. Now, these galaxies are aged around 13.5 billion years old. Keep in mind, the Big Bang, which like if you guys don't know what the Big Bang is, it's literally when the whole entire universe was created. Some may call it when God separated heaven and earth. Um, God separated heaven and earth 13.8 billion years ago. These galaxies formed 350 million years after the Big Bang. The fact that these galaxies formed so fast make these like headlines write these like dumb articles that are just like scientists didn't expect this that means they have to rewrite everything where it's like um that's kind of half true but also kind of half not true 
And this presents a problem, though, because scientists didn't think that fully formed galaxies can exist this far back. Not that there wasn't galaxies. I think that the thing is, is that they didn't expect them to be already so formed. And not that they look like our Milky Way. Like, they look fucking weird, dude. They look like, I don't know, dude. They look like, like, if you were to have a mole checked out and it looked like one of these galaxies, you should go to the hospital. Um, they're re- they're relatively small, but they're just really bright. And it's weird because galaxies aren't supposed to be that bright either. So not only are they not supposed to be formed the way that they are, they're also not supposed to be as bright as they are. And keep in mind, you guys, we're talking about something that happened before your dad had you in his little nutsack, dude. Like, this is way before our time. So of course, there's going to be certain things that we don't understand. And that's kind of the thing about science is that fucking innocent till proven guilty bitch and it's only going to be solved by we by us studying these things more and exploring more building better technology observing the universe in even more detail there are just so many things that science is allowing for change like bitch like there are a lot of things that change there's a lot of new information that people learn so the fact that this happened i don't think disproves anything i think it just changes what we thought could happen because the big bang happened it did like that's just the point blank period there is evidence of it um if you want me to do an episode about it please email me um i might do one at the end of the year but probably not but the big bang happened it's there's evidence for it you can see it and it's it's there. But there's a blurry thing where you don't really know, well, what happened after that? We saw the beginning of it, but then we can't really see anything a little bit after that. So for us to say like, oh, like they have to throw away the whole theory. It's like, bitch, no, that's not what it is, girl. It's just that we were kind of fuzzy and now we're a little bit clearer about what actually happened right after the universe expanded. Um, One of the videos that I saw covering these galaxies is that these stars that are in this weird old-ass fucking galaxy are called Population 3 stars, meaning they're the oldest stars in our universe. And the oldest stars in our universe have little to no metals at all. Now, when we talk about metals, when we talk about stars and gas and like universe stuff... Metal means anything that isn't hydrogen and helium. That's pretty much it. It's not the same as like fucking like steel or, you know, what you think metal is, you know, platinum or fucking gold. Like that's not what they're talking about. It just means anything that's not hydrogen and helium. It's safe to say that the early universe was all hydrogen because when you look anywhere in our current universe right now, there is a lot of hydrogen. Our sun is like fucking 98% hydrogen, bitch. So that is a pretty good ratio of what you see in the universe is you see a lot of hydrogen. So it's safe to say that the beginnings of the universe were only hydrogen. We know that inside of stars is where you create new elements. That's where helium is created. That's where you get oxygen and all of that stuff. Carbon, all of those things are created in our sun. These early stars only had hydrogen and helium. They didn't have any metals. So they grew huge. And just for fun, like, you know, population two means that they have some metal, but not too much. So once the population three non-metal stars explode, there's metal now. 
If you listen to my star episodes, please, I explain how stars go supernova or explode, but how that happens for our star specifically is when it's going to make iron. Iron sucks up energy and the star freaks out and collapses and blows up. When those things happen and the stars explode, those brand new elements that were created in the star seed the universe. Now, our stars are population one, meaning they are heavy in metals. This is because once all those primordial stars died, the other stars went on and then those died, enriching the universe even more. And the universe then was able to create the stars that we have today. And the cool thing is that our star is a population one star, but like true full bred (laughs) population one stars are near the centers of galaxies. Our sun is actually like a third generation star. Think of third generation as like the stars in the center of our galaxy are true population one stars. Those are our grandparents. And our sun is us because we're third generation, which is pretty cool to think about because like, bitch, we got some old ass fucking stars in the center of the galaxy. But anyway, so yeah, so it's believed that that's kind of what's what's going on. I wouldn't say that people that it's rewriting history. I just don't think that the timelines are aligning anymore. I think that sci- scientists have been rethinking a lot of things that James Webb has James Webb has disproven, and that was the whole point of James Webb. The point of James Webb was to create new discoveries. And what do you think a new discovery is, bitch? It's disproving old ones. It's like, it's not that all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, we just discovered something that's not a planet, not a star, not gas. It's, bitch, I don't know, fucking baby. Like, that'd be crazy, bitch, if fucking James Webb found a baby floating in space. That'd be insane. But that's not what it's going to find. It's going to discover things that we thought we knew, and it's going to change our thinking. Like, that's the whole point of new technology. It's the whole point of learning, bitch. Like, it's to challenge what is already there. But anyway, bitch, I I don't know. I've been talking for too long. That's James Webb. I love this telescope. It's so cool. I hope you enjoy it. Um, There's even more to come, you guys. It hasn't been, I mean, it's been two years. Actually, it's only been a year and a half. Yeah, if it was in December... And it's only May. Yeah, it's only been a year and a half. So a lot more to come, a lot more to happen. I won't do a follow-up because this episode itself was one of the hardest I've had to do. And I knew it was going to be hard. So I actually was going to do a year update, but then put it off until now. So I will not be covering this telescope again. But please feel free to look up any of the stuff. Please look on our Instagram. We'll be posting some stuff. And yeah, or bye.